0: Very well, sir. How are you doing this Thursday evening?
1: It's Thursday. It's been a long week. Yeah. Now that we're in November.
0: Yeah, no, the year is rapidly coming to an end. Sort of like Twitter, which is rapidly coming to an end. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's like, Everything, I, I I've been like posting on our our page just because I know people are are starting to leave the site. Like, make sure you subscribe to us or follow us wherever you get your podcasts because, <laughs> this, we, our our Twitter page may be gone in a week.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Twitter may be gone, but um, and and also thinking. Speaking about things that are, like, dwindling away, following up on last week's discussion about the CW, um, Nextstar has confirmed that the future DC-related content will be minimal moving forward. Will, I know you can't see me necessarily right now, but, (laughs) like, this is just shocking to me. I'm so surprised. (laughs)
0: <laughs> shocked I said I shocked said no one <laughs> yeah, I just, said no one ever
1: these headlines just I'm like duh
0: yeah duh. yeah
1: why is this news oh you just want to stay in the headline game so you just fabricate like I don't know so you just state the obvious and it's just it's just annoying but yeah minimal content um it is it is weird to think about for pretty much a decade if not longer if you count smallville like cw despite its pros and cons mm-hmm. has been not just for dc shows but just they've they've um always attracted that audience of like young middle schoolers and above like even 30 year olds and and whatnot um because yeah. of the genre television so it's just it's weird to think that there isn't going to be a network around that can really find like have a have a have content that reaches that large of a um of an age range
0: yeah yeah it really is i mean uh, i i know with the whole we've charted the whole netstar star purchasing the network and stuff. And, you know, obviously the demographic, uh, to your point, how uh, it has been, you know, skewing to younger, but then now they're saying that the average viewer, and I guess it must be factored a lot of daytime with this too, is, uh, you know, it's 58 years old, but, uh, but to your point, you know, it has been the home of, of DC content uh, and really was very, instrumental along with the mcu is as far as bringing superhero content to the mainstream where it was just accessible to everyone and not just not just the fanboys and fangirls and um you know given that you know Stargirl, which uh we'll be talking about this evening uh was recently canceled not because but i mean not because of anything more than just you know we are buying this network and uh yeah the rating you know for for the size of the network and and in the context of the ratings for that network i mean it was doing okay mm-hmm. but it's just d- business decisions because of, of change of ownership so yeah you know after the flash ends its run uh next year and then uh we'll have the new gotham knights that will premiere and also superman and lois you know and you know, it's very very possible that come the 2023 2024 television se- season there may be one or none of DC shows on on that network and and I, and I know even with the sell and stuff the executives did tell the creatives the showrunners and stuff to write your show like it's could be a series finale and did they- um,
1: did they tell that to Superman and Lois and Gotham Knights?
0: Um, I not that I've read anywhere, but I mean you would have to assume so.
1: Yeah, because I just I think it's interesting that um they're still moving forward with Gotham Knights. Yeah. Did anybody watch that trailer? That trailer is garbage, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. The, knowing like the quality of that show. And what's been getting canceled? I'm like, why are they still going? F- like, is it because they already o- ordered and yep. probably that's most it. of the sh- episodes have been shot? Maybe that's,
0: that's exactly it. It's all, it's okay. all contracts, yeah. It's all, okay. it, yeah. Basically, they're contractually obligated to for the 2022 2023 season after the 20 and once this current season ends, and the I guess I think they're going to go through the early to. Early to midsummer, mm-hmm. then all bets are off. I mean, all those contractual obligations are done. Got
1: so, it. okay, so, that makes a lot more sense now.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah, interesting. We'll, we'll see.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I already, I, I just can't handle another like Gotham Knights Titans thing. I already have Titans, which we're also yeah. going to talk about tonight. As they kick off their fourth, which is crazy to me because it felt yeah. like just yesterday we were all um gasping over the trailer for Titans with the mm-hmm. fucking Batman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's how so, fast it goes by. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's just like I was I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, even though I I I love to hate this show, it's <laughs> it's been lasting a long time. It, it has yeah. an audience it's on HBO max right now, um, which any show on HBO max is just like a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. Um, in other news and like, I love how a lot of what we're talking about keeps tying into the shows we're talking about tonight. So, um, because we are going to talk about Andor. um, because Will has, like, things to say about Andor this week. Um, we do have the last bit of Star Wars news as the acolyte. Am I the only one who forgot this show? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, you didn't. I do. I, I remember hearing, like, us talking about casting news. But I'm, I don't, you know I have a distrust with Star oh, yeah. Wars shows. Yeah. And just products, like, announcements in general, because of the, like, it's 50-50. I think they have a better average than DC. But still, they're not not in the safe zone that MCU hangs out in, where I'm like, okay, you can cancel one here and one there, and I'll still trust you, but you're getting to that point. Um, But anyway, so they have announced their full cast, and they have also indicated that filming will begin.
0: Yep, it has. Actually, it has begun. and has uh, begun. It,
1: it,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they did it officially, uh, from the official Star Wars page from Disney itself, the, they did announce the entire cast. Um, big, many, some of the names were ones that had already been leaked, for, you know, through the trades and other things. But uh, one name that did not come out and and maybe it was either because the deal was just finalized or, uh, or they just really kept it under wraps. Was uh, Carrie Ann Moss was um you know from The Matrix?
2: Yep,
0: is uh, cast in the show, and uh, so that was you know with the official announcement that was definitely more of the notable one of the more notable castings um, that was a part of the show. Which I guess apparently it's going to be set in a Uh, as a a a mystery thriller type of show in the high republic which was i guess about 100 or so or or more years prior to the events of the phantom menace so it's when it's definitely when the jedi are at their full height and before the sith starts to rear i guess this is the early stages of the sith rearing their heads in the in the galaxy so um yeah and, and apparently uh, the one of the Padawans is enlisting their Jedi Master to to help them solve this this murder mystery. So, you know, and then we're talking about Andor this evening, and 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 it looks sounds like they are taking a a, a chance to on uh you know going into different directional content. At least with this, at least with with Jedi this time, unlike Andor, which really had you know given where it's set in the Star Wars timeline. Um, Obviously, there are no, no open Jedi at this point uh, because of the Empire's uh, rule. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, but to your point, you know, I, it's funny when you mentioned about the, the averages of uh, things sticking as far as announcements with Star Wars, because I guess, there were, you know, there were a couple other things, Star Wars related news. Uh, I guess Sean Levy, who um, is directing Deadpool 3 and um, is also part of Stranger Things, is rumored. To be tied to a new Star Wars project, uh, of course, there are a bunch of Star Wars projects that are out there that that, like you said, get announced, but then they don't materialize. Or and uh, but um, he seems to have confirmed that he is, you know, at least talked to the studio about being in the universe. And then another thing that is definitely confirmed not to go forward. Uh, J.D. Dillard, who had announced something, I guess, two or three years ago, uh, said that he is not moving forward with his Star Wars project. So I guess it goes the way of Patty Jenkins and Taika and and, um, Ryan Johnson and others where, you know, it seems like all they do is just, you know, sit around the table. It's like, hey, we, you know, do like, we knew sometimes there's like fan cast or (laughs) fan theorizing someone like picks it up and runs with it but you know
1: well i think so many filmmakers have been um inspired by star wars and have a nostalgic factor to it where the idea of being able to put their stamp in that universe is very um it's something like they like That's really fulfilling for them, Mm -hmm. but then the reality sets in and it turns out that, yeah, when I was a kid, I could tell these stories or uh, maybe I'm not the right author for this as I thought I would be because it's too close to home. So it's, it's, I think that you're right to an extent where it's just these guys have it built up in their mind with fan casting. What would they want to do? What story are they want to tell? And then when given the opportunity, suddenly the reality kicks in and it's not, it's not all like they didn't have the story they thought, or they couldn't tell the story that they thought they could, um,
2: yeah.
1: given the rules of the universe. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to the whole comparison with Andor and the Acolyte because it's funny as you were describing the premise of the acolyte I was thinking in my head man I forgot like having watched nine episodes of Andor I forgot Jedi were in Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> like like Andor has done a very good job just like first uh Rogue One did mm-hmm. where there there is something um, really easy to escape in because you're dealing with quote unquote, real people
2: mm-hmm.
1: who are dealing with um being oppressed and a war setting. Um, and I and I know that in andor, it's we're we're not really seeing the true war quality that we saw. Um, in Rogue One, but we're seeing the guerrilla warfare, the spies, the espionage, the the brewing pot of the overall rebellion, and how that gets started um, in these types of situations. So it's a lot more grounded, and, and where I think in other shows in Star Wars that we've had, um, granted, I still like Mandalorian, I think... I think it'll take and or season two for it to potentially pass Mandalorian, but I think that because you have the scapegoat of the force mm-hmm. and magic, you kind of it's not it's not it doesn't feel as, as um it's harder to connect to mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's it's harder to really um to not to take the fighting seriously.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well is certainly gonna show up, you know.
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
1: like, and, and 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 I mean that being said, it still does somewhat suffer stakes for me. And I've only beaten that horse to death just because I know what happens to Andor. So for example, this episode, I understand why people love this episode. To me, it, it is good. Um, I still prefer the eye over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not because necessarily that with the eye, it was focused on that soul event. Mm-hmm. Um, where in this episode, you're going into it thinking, oh, this is just going to be the prison break episode. We're not going to mm-hmm. cut away to anything else. Um, but we do, and I do like the scenes that we get with Mon Matha and Luthen. Like I think those are very important um scenes mm-hmm. in terms of their character and the show overall. Um, but there was just there was just something I mean, maybe it's because I watched Titans earlier this week and they had a catchphrase that kept getting repeated. But when, when dialogue gets repeated and repeated and repeated, I'm like, dear Lord, just why can't you be the silent escape crew? Why, why do you keep saying this? I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, the, those are like my, and I was thinking the entire time, I'm like, Wait a second, even if they get out, they're literally like in the middle of an ocean planet. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. What
1: what what's the plan here? Seriously. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I will I did think that too, actually. I was like, no, because all the ships once they drop the prisoners off, they go off to go get more slave labor, basically prison labor to, to continue to build the components for the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So yeah i I was thinking too like okay they get out they do escape but where do they go um when this happens and then i had this moment too when they had the when they had an aerial shot of the facility and then they cut to the to the um back into the control room and and i and i don't know why and it was i don't know why i didn't think about it until that moment but there was definitely like this facility was definitely like an allegory for like an Alcatraz. Right. And, and, and it really, and I thought about that movie escape from Alcatraz and thinking about like the whole prison skate and and the the, the whole where, you know, Andor in the previous episode and and in this episode, you know, really keeping an eye on the guards and, you know, and, and his, his instincts for, you know his his con man and 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 deal making you know trying to survive on the on the rim instincts were, were coming into play uh, especially whenever they were hearing or you know got word as far as what was going on in the other levels and stuff so you know so th- th- those kind of elements really uh really came to me and and you're and you're right the this this episode and the eye um are, are it's, it's really hard for me to, you know, as we I knew we were, te- you know, I, I was joking earlier this week. I, like, sent you a text last night and I, because mm-hmm. my spurred a moment, like, fresh off of watching it. I was like, I, I was moved. I mean, from even though I knew what was going to happen. Right. But I, I was just like, I got to, like, talk to you about this, like, right now. <laughs> because I, I think this episode just um, comes... Slightly ahead for me, just by a little bit, in that there's three through lines for three characters. Mm-hmm. Um Luthan Andor and and and, and Roy Coney. And it's that realization that I'm not gonna see. You know, I'm gonna get get out of this situation, but the through line of all three of these men and three of these characters realizing that, yeah, we're gonna, you know, this rebellion is gonna happen, but I'm not, I probably will not live to see the fruits of the sacrifices that I'm making right now. And we see that in this episode with and and Kona. And then, you know, we, we see it later down the road with Rogue One and, you know, and tying all those three stories together, um, which is what really, what was really the big thing that really, I think, made this episode stand out for me. In addition to the other, you know, obviously my mantha, um, and then also the exposure of the uh, double agent as well. But those were, that, that was what really was, I think, my big thing uh that that jumped out for me and why why this episode to, for me just really just i'm like if you know i already said before that i'm thinking that this series i know we still have two two more episodes of season one and a whole second season to go but i mean it's it's up there if i had to do, you know do the prisoner of the moment rankings i mean it's up there with me as far as like my top live action star wars stuff
1: yeah So, so let's go back though, because so you so it's Lonnie who's the spy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's one of the I. S. B. Lonnie's the one you
1: you thought was gonna take out Deirdre.
0: Yeah, well, he, you know, he was, you know, he's just been kind of silently like hanging back in the background. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. no, I just when it happened, it was funny because I was watching it and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like. Wait, are we gonna see Luthen get? Huh? Wow, that's quick. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then as the scene progressed, I'm like, oh no, he's a double agent. I got it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then there was a weird sense I was getting. I'm like, is Lonnie? Are you his son? In real <laughs> life? I don't know. I was getting this vibe with the way he was talking. Um, yeah. it, it was a really interesting scene. Um. Mainly because of that realization that Lonnie, who has been in the background for so long and we're so used to um, at this point, I- ISB agents were like, oh, they're all evil or they're all mm-hmm. bad. So yeah. there's no way. And then it's like, well, no, duh. They- there's a rebel agent in there. Of course, there has to be. But yeah. Lonnie also wants to give it up. and um, and I And I liked this. I, I, I liked, I think that Luther's speech went on, I don't know, maybe two minutes too long. Mm. Um, because I felt like he just, he kept restating the same point, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why, because Alani was about to, like, um, go go away or was yeah. having doubts or didn't like the sacrifices. It, it's, it's a very similar moment. To, early on, uh, Mothma and Luthin kind of have a similar mm-hmm. exchange about um, sacrifices and um, and how to really start the rebellion.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but I do think it's an important scene for Luthien to have because um, of who he is in this universe right now.
0: But Def- Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I agree with you that... You know as far as the two speeches kinos and and Luther's, um i think they they were both important bookmarks um to each other and 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 really like as you said i mean it really it gives deeper context to like why you know why Luther is so determined to to make this rebellion work and 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 really you know what i think back to like well it, it is Val, for example expendable is is cassian you know expendable and 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 at the end of the day yeah i mean everyone is even luther himself he's like look whatever it takes we are going you know this thing has got to work and 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 there's gonna be blood on our hands which i think is very important because I think the later episodes of Star Wars, you know, it was it, it, it was the way the rebellion is presented, and and it's it, it's it's very like clean hands. I mean, yeah, you know, as far as Luke, Leia, you know, by that by that point in the struggle and the way the stories were presented, it, it's it's. It's easy to root for those guys because easier to root for them because you know the, the 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 muck and the nasty things that gorillas have to do is 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 not there or it's more romanticized, I guess. Whereas here with Luthan, it's like we are you know really getting into into the muck and the grime and, and the st- nasty things that we're gonna have to do to in order to overthrow this empire and and innocence may get hurt. Um so it's you know it's definitely more shades of gray <laughs> with 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 the way things are, are being presented here in this show. And so so, yeah. but,
1: so so explain to me because you said at the beginning That Luthen's speech kind of mirrors or is a bookend with um, Loy's speech. So, Mm. how how did you um, what makes you say that?
0: So I think I think Kino. I I I see where so basically Luthen is you know whenever we're introduced to Luthen he's there I mean he's already gone through. The realization that this is system is fucked up, and we cannot—we got to do something to change it. When we first meet Kino in episode seven, episode eight, and when we we're in the prison, um, you know, he—he's a company man, and and he's like, you know, stay on program, and and. We have you know he's all about we got to make our quota for today we got to beat the, the other floors because if we don't beat the other floors you know are consequences and then we start to see the the evolution and 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 and, and then cassian helps pull that out of him and i think that's you know i think that's part of the role that cassian plays in this show because in each one of these in these arcs he's always been sometimes and we, we've talked about this he's a piece he's of supporting character in his own show but he's also he's he's also almost like a, a sounding board or a mirror to to help other people come to the realization that this stuff is bad and we got to change it and so we see that with with Kino and, and cassian in, in 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 the evolution of Kino realizing and especially when when uh, Olaf at the end of uh last week's episode passes and and realizes that the rumors about what's going on and then also realizing that the um there's no that people there's no escape I mean they just strip you out and then they just take you down to another level and stuff so you know seeing that growth and seeing that evolution and change within him and then this episode when they're in the control room and Cassian you know and and their talks as we get to that point, and the you know, the key line that, you know, I'd rather die trying to take them down than give them what they want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and you know, and hearing you know and, and hearing Keno like at first not finding his voice, but as he starts talking and into more and more realization of what's going on, then he gets to that place where Luthan is now. And so he's ready to fight and so and, and that's how we see how the rebellion gets built because all these characters that were we were getting introduced to in this series who either some are already there but but also seeing how we get people to build the, the rebel alliance we, we get we we are experiencing that and and so it's it like sort of like chapters in the book where you know one person's already at that place but another person is is as we go through the story evolves and 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 their journey takes them to to the place where other characters are already at
1: right no that's that's a good point what about mom mothma what do you think about how she might have to sell off her daughter um to a criminal um well the criminal's kid in yeah. order the money
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, yeah, even before, like, other people, you know, a lot of people were saying this, and and, uh, I, and before I'd heard any other people, I like texted you last night again. I was like, I was getting, you know, House of the Dragon pops <laughs> with the, yeah. uh, with the, uh, and then I've heard quite a people mentioning that same thing with the other reviews I've listened to today. But um, the.
1: Um, well, granted, it wasn't like it's her cousin or something.
0: So No, true, true. Um, yeah yeah true it wasn't her uncle or anything but more just the you know i, I was thinking more know, of like i know,
1: I know.
0: yeah i think of, of uh of the um just when
1: Valera. as soon as
0: you say betrothed yeah. like automatically you're like okay i was thinking of yeah yeah i think about the valerian i was thinking of um of um renera and um um Valerian son, Um, but anyway, getting back to Star Wars, yeah, the, um, you know, that, that, that whole scene, because they set it up so, so well, because, you know, again, to your point about Luthen, and, and again, she is, she's, she is trying to have it, she wants the rebellion to succeed, but I think she's still having, you know, there's a lot of just moral the moral dilemmas that she's having to, to 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 reconcile to to make this thing work um and you know and, and again it's one of those things where i think with the with the money she was like oh yeah i'm i'm good you know working with this this basically i guess it's, it seems like he's a money launderer in the star wars universe um uh and and she was you know she's like it's this distasteful but okay yeah you know i'll just hold my nose and deal with it but then when they had when they had their little little chat and and he was like i i I don't want to take a fee i i just i just want you and my 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 14 year old son and and your daughter to meet and to look on her face whenever i mean you know to your you know how you're saying sometimes lines get repeated too much but this was again an amazing display of just facial acting, <laughs> because the, the 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 look on her face whenever uh, Devon says Davo says that to her was just like, oh, she, she you know she the that that moral dilemma was really went into like warp ten because she was just like. You know, one, she, you know, and, and and it really, like, everything in this show has a purpose, and so all the str- the strained relationship that she already has with our daughter now is coming to a head, because let's just say, for argument's sake, she does come to the realization, and she probably does come to this realization, that she's going to, in order for this thing to work, especially with all these new rules that the Empire's been into place, she's going to have to, like, arrange to sit down between her daughter and and this guy's son. And so now, you know, trying to, conv- you know, her trying to, Mon-Montha trying to convince her daughter to do this sit-down when they already have this strained relationship, it's, I, I, you know, that I, clearly that's going to be some of the things that's going to unfold over these next couple episodes, I would think. Yeah, well...
1: Ma- Mon Mothma is kind of like a slow burn, so we- we'll see what happens. we yeah. got two more episodes to wrap up this season and lead into next season, um, which will be the last season of Andor. So um, I don't think they're tying up all loose ends no, no. Um, right now, but they are definitely going to have to tie up some so that we get new ones in the future. Um, and on that note, um, so let's head over to, we haven't talked about Stargirl in the hot minute. Yeah. Have not. I, I honestly, I think it was maybe the first two episodes we talked about.
0: Yeah, I think we did way back, way back when. And then, yeah, then, um, yeah, we were all House of the Dragon and Andor and, and She-Hulk and Stargirl got, uh,
1: Other shows came before it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it got pushed it got pushed it aside. Um little did we know that um the show would get cancelled, but um and it's uh, you know, I got backlogged myself to be honest. I mean it's a good show, but um but you know, maybe on <laughs> site like maybe we should have flip flopped this with She Hulk, but anyway. <laughs> uh, um
1: what what do you mean? Because you don't oh, think She Hulk?
0: I like I I realize I like she I like Stargirl better than She-Hulk, but anyway.
1: Wow, that is a hot take.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, I No, no, you gotta I give
1: se- me at least one show right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> I said
1: it. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Duly noted will yeah. like Star Stargirl more than She-Hulk. Um yeah. So, so, so then, then why, why, why do you like it more than She-Hulk?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. I think, cause, I mean, really, I think. I think what I liked about it and, uh, you know, and coming back to it, especially catching up is I want, you know, I always felt misplaced on the CW to be honest. Um, you know, it started it started out on the DC universe and felt that first season in particular was super strong with these characters. Um, and, and, and I think overall, I think that it has a consistent tone and a consistent tone with the characters, with the way they present the stories. There's a definite beginning, middle, end, as far as whatever mystery they're trying to solve that year in the season and i mean and, and overall all the characters they're just they have a nice earnestness about them that um i, I just like rooting for them and and i mean it, it's really just a style thing over over um i just i just over it's just more i guess personal preference i mean you know i, I just feel like I, I connect with this show more so than I ever did with She-Hulk. Even though I did like She-Hulk, don't get me wrong. But I just I think I like this show better.
1: Yeah. I mean this show has a better ensemble to yeah. an extent. You have more characters even though they give seventy five percent of the time to Courtney. Um to the point where I forgot Artemis was even around.
2: Yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> that did like, episode
1: okay. her parents got more screen time this season than she did and then she comes yeah. out of nowhere to save Beth and I'm like well, what the heck is yeah. happening
0: I'm glad you brought um, I'm glad you brought up the crocs because that is especially I, I know you haven't watched this week's episode and spoiler alert um for folks who haven't but the the the, the crocs this season has been on on a redemption arc uh, from going from being a part of the ISA to now Pat and um, Courtney's mother's neighbors. to you know, they're their the frenemies. But they, you know, th- th- these last two episodes in particular um, really shows that redemption arc for them and how they have really rehabilitated Even though they still have their ISA skills, they use them for, for good. And realizing that um, they... Uh, have um, you know they're, they're, they're there to help Pat and Barbara basically deal with the icicles uh, parents and yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah the evil grandparents
0: yeah yeah the evil evil grandparents which uh, you know they 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 have been pulling the pulling a lot of things behind the scenes uh, th- throughout the series and it's been the constant presence and There's definitely, um, you know, and and when they have the um, Courtney, you know, wants you know goes to tell Cameron the truth about what happened, and then of course Rick bombs, jumps in, and (laughs) all all hell breaks loose. But uh, yeah, that that was, um, you know, those 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 are to me there. I felt like there are a lot of earned moments that, that that and the payoff in this show really does work out.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: To an extent, I agree. Um, I get what you're saying that I think that just when I compare this show with other ECCW shows, um, this show has been on for um, three seasons now, and regardless what I think about it, the quality, I still think that it has more consistent story arcs and, um, and it feels more like the writers have planned out a, Mm -hmm. um, an arc for the season rather than an episode arc. Yeah. Like, I think that there, there isn't as many villains of the week, which Mm -hmm. is great. Um, I think that they've, they, uh, the first season we got a lot of toys and the writers have used those um, to the point where now we're seeing the quote unquote bad guys become good guys. And, and, and it makes sense why, I mean, the Crocs, they, last season they were put in jail, they lost Mm -hmm. their daughter. And so it has nothing to do with like blue Valley or wanting to even be good. It's just like, I didn't realize what I was doing would take like remove me from her Mm -hmm. um which is a very parent thing so so i think i think that um they've done a good job there i do think that sometimes even though they have a good ensemble cast um they're just it's underutilized like this whole thing with rick yeah um I Like, very early on in the season, he was getting in Cameron's face. And I'm just like, why are they not explaining this more? Like, Rick knows that Cameron's dad is really responsible for the death of not one, but both his parents.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: Like, there's other things going on um, that I think could have been explored so much with that character. And then on top of that, you have Yolanda, who, like... They've they've had a great first season arc, started to in the second season, but then kind of lost their way I think with her and just mm-hmm. what they want to do with her to the point where now like we knew she was always on thin ice with her parents, but now she's kicked out of the house. Like it's like what is going on here? Yeah. Um So so I think that as much as they they really know what overall they are trying to do with the um, with the season. <sighs> to me, some um more often than not, um, we get we get so much like first level with these characters, unless you're Courtney or Pat. Yeah. Um and yeah. and and honestly, I, I tend to like the sporting characters more, which like when we were talking about Andor, Andor, like, I forget sometimes he's a part of the show. Mm-hmm. I I just like I think why the show is working is because there's a strong ensemble. There's there's these supporting characters who, like Andy Serkis, knocked it out of the park this episode, right. um, this week's episode, and his performance and his character and what you were explaining about that trajectory since the day that we first met him in the season. Like you saw a full arc, um, where I think we're seeing a full arc with courtney and the league as a whole but Mm -hmm. not full individual arcs that like really show um that really dive deep um so i yeah I'm, i'm almost like why can't these characters be on titans because titans would would maybe go there i don't know We'll
0: yeah talk, we'll, we'll talk about yeah i got some things to say about titans but <laughs> yeah I, I hear you i mean i think well that was like for example rick this season he you know he i think with the supporting characters it's i find at times they have growth but then every now and then they they do relapse back into things we thought that they had overcome in prior seasons like you like you said with the um there was that piece I think with with Beth with me that seems to be the case um, with with me just watching these episodes with with Beth in particular how she's dealing with Rick and Rick's you know, turning on the hourglass you know w- we really realized that the hourglass only the reason why it was for an hour is because if you keep it on 24 7 it makes you a angry bastard and 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 we see you know we see the ramifications of rick you know, cracking that code because if he had if if he had listened to to them you know he probably would not have like rushed over to to the icicles house to confront well, Cameron. That's Right? no yeah.
1: i understand all of that
0: yeah yeah so i think they're there but i think you're to your point uh, and yeah, th- that yes, they're with the supporting characters, it seems that there's like two steps forward, one step back sometimes with them on this show
1: mm-hmm. great,
0: right. great
1: right. um anything else you wanna talk about Stargirl
0: yeah, um, the twist at the end, I know you haven't seen this week's episode, so I don't want to spoil it for you, <laughs> but there <laughs> is a twist, Sarah
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: What? I said, oh, there is a, there is a, there is, we do, that's the other thing I do like about this show. It, it, they, they, they managed to pull off a, a, a almost first season of the Flash level um, story twist. So, uh, so. It was I, Pat. Huh?
1: It was Pat. Did Pat kill the gambler?
0: Uh, I will not say. Oh,
1: wow. It really was Pat.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, my money folks, folks star <laughs> 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 yeah, Starman. Folks who,
0: yeah, folks who, yeah, folks who watched it, they know what I'm talking about, and and I, I I would love to hear their thoughts. Y'all can, you can, y'all can message me off uh to my uh at, at my Twitter as long as Twitter is operating, um to uh let me, let me know if you if you agree or, or disagree.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to Titans because I don't know what he's talking about. And it always bothers me when I don't know things. So I'm just going <laughs> to um, move on and talk about Titans, which um, I had it stuck in my head that they were going to drop three episodes. So I was surprised the other night when I went to go watch a third one. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just we just got Lex Luthor and Mother Mayhem. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So here's my tangent about Titan. I have loved Connor since day 1. Mm-hmm. I found him to be very interesting. Um I've like like his whole mother arc in mm-hmm. season 2 found that to be cool. I liked how he was he was a part of the team last season and and now Now it's, we're in Metropolis, and this is Connor-centric, and oh my god, the second episode, I was so pissed off, Will. (laughs) 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 Because the number of times where they say the line, you are not him, (laughs) you are not him, and then all she says is, I'm part, like, Lex Luthor, like, I'm like, I get it, god. Why do you why do you state the most obvious things over yeah. and over and over again instead of exploring it in a very nuanced way? I mean, yeah. the kid just met the man who created him, his half father, mm-hmm. only to have him die before him and then be accused of his murder. You can't think of anything else to do that's interesting, like yeah. or to yeah. say that's interesting. Yeah. And oh, oh. I have also been on board with Corey for, Mm -hmm. for a few seasons now, especially Corey and Dick's whole, um, flirtation, but, but, okay. So you're telling me that like four years ago when we met Corey, she had amnesia Mm -hmm. and didn't know anything. But now in this season, like she knows everything and especially everything bad about Lex Luthor because she, she's clearly human and has been living in Metropolis this whole entire time. Like, there was just something very off to me about how she, she, like, I don't know when she sat down and got, like, all this information about Lex Luthor and what was happening in Metropolis and Superman, but it just, it, it was weird to me how much she, like, it felt like she was she was playing dick's role where dick knew all this information which makes complete sense Mm -hmm. but it felt very odd to get it coming from her even though i know she's kind of like because she's an alien too she's she's connor's like um foster mom or adoptive mom like i i get that but it's just weird (sighs)
0: Well know. then, did did let's see, because now does she? Because I know like Gar and they all went to the Daily Planet archive, so no,
1: she wasn't there.
0: But she wasn't there, so yeah, so it wasn't like she could have gotten back. Well, unless and then maybe that's still a bad part of storytelling that they, you know, yeah. the info that they received because that's one piece of the episode I did like just.
1: It again. was even before that. Where she yeah. was saying this stuff about Lex, yeah. true, true, like,
0: yeah. it, it it
1: was it was, and you know that I have an issue with these episodes when I have yet to even bring up my least favorite character. Oh
0: yeah, I was <laughs> wondering we <if it's> to <laughs> She <laughs> hasn't
1: done anything yet to like really annoy me, <laughs> <laughs> but I know she's there. <laughs> so, but like, and and I do, even though. I, I do prefer the first episode over the second episode.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Um, I do like that both of these were dropped, though, because it did, it, they did feel like good bookends to kick off the season. Um, but Titans always has this tendency. They are like, okay, we're going to do a pretty decent job with the setup. Never sticks to finish. Never. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that given that they are taking a break, Mid-season they they will not have the uh, mid-season slump because that it, it is very frustrating with this show and and I think that's you know uh, you know it's, Titans is for me is one of those shows that I don't you know it's it's not like appointment TV watching but it's not like a it's not like I um, don't like it either it's just it's, it's just kind of there and, right. and to your and to your point, it it, it they it, it is very like at the surface storytelling. Uh, they yeah. really don't they don't really it's really there's no nuance in this show, unlike you know which like its you know counterpart that came out the same around the same time. Doom Patrol. I mean, there's a there's like boatloads of nuance and storytelling there, but with but, Titans, yeah.
1: No, I was just going to... So, I love Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol always will be my favorite out of, like, Doom Patrol and Titans. Um, but but you do have to, like, don't forget the most recent epi- season of Doom Patrol, I remember being kind of mixed on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, Doom Patrol season one, like, when, it, when we say Doom Patrol, I feel like we, we always gravitate to that season and um and i'm not saying that it's fallen off the track to the extent that titans will do halfway through the season yeah. but i i still think that um both shows kind of get in their own way
2: mm-hmm. where
1: um we're we're three seasons in now with these characters we we know them i do feel like they're a family a dysfunctional yeah. family or like a weird family but they there there is something about like cory and dick and the kids yeah. uh, that is really cool <laughs> and and i like how we're we're we just spent all last season exploring batman lore now we're going to explore maybe superman lore I don't know
0: I doubt um, it. <laughs> that's another thing yeah, to maybe after maybe. that
1: first episode I'm like that went out the window real fast
0: yeah that's but, another thing
1: but to my point, I feel like both both shows um if you don't if you remove Doom Patrol like season one and season two like they they have these characters and and they're they're they keep reusing the same beats with them, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're waiting for them to really open it up because they have so much freaking potential with Connor. I yeah. like what they're doing with Gar. I'm still kind of confused where they're going with it, but I like like they're, they're not, it's going to be a slow build. Yeah.
2: Um.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with Dick this season, um, but I think it's a good idea to kind of bench him. in a way because so like we got all that batman crap last season oh gosh yeah we're good on it yeah um and then Corey, like just treat her like an alien sometimes guys (laughs) treat her (laughs) like a foreigner on the planet because (laughs) she is and i don't know there's just this weird thing going on like Lex Luthor was looking which I get I I think I understand why he was looking into her it makes sense yeah. but but still um she she shouldn't know everything that has happened over like the billion years of the earth because she hasn't been on the planet that long okay yeah
0: okay. yeah yeah that's that's true um you know I, you know I think there I feel like with the with this, and I, I know I mentioned this to you before. I, I thought that I thought season three started stronger than this season. I mean, I, I, and and I say that because I I think the whole arc with Hank was and and Jason Todd was just and especially when when Hank met his demise. I mean, I just really I felt that was the deep, you know, Hank's arc was where I felt that was where we did get that depth of. Of a character that we're I'm invested in, whereas whereas and and, and you're right, Connor. I feel that I'm 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 feeling that way about Connor now too. But I don't know if it's budgetary things or what, because he is you know he's essentially you know Superboy, and you know they can't they put him to the side because. You know, you to 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 show all his power same with gar i mean you know they'll eat up the effects budget if beast boy like you know goes full-on ape or whatever uh which i think they seem to tease that now but i think that it was the convenient blackout (laughs) to save on the on the the effects budget um you know so i think
1: that just i feel like that is such an excuse if you're gonna bring out the toys then you need to make sure you have the budget to fully support the toys
0: yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's just it. I mean, I, I uh, don't know if they. Yeah, I mean, I, I think these. That's why sometimes I feel like these, these characters are these characters in name only and not fully realized to their fullest potential.
1: Right, you? and you know what? I like screw the special effects. the The characters at the end of the day are interesting not because of their powers. Mm-hmm. Not because of, ooh, explosion, fight, bat. No, no, they are interesting when you explore the the the, the complex that's going in them. I mean, Connor is a experiment
2: mm-hmm.
1: and has no idea why he was created. And he was created part good, part bad. And there's a lot of mixed emotions. I mean, he is... He's half alien, half human. Like, like, what is he? He's yeah. an entity all of his own. And so I thought when they introduced him with the whole mom thing that was going on, that was really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, and so even this season with, with Lex.
1: Yeah, even if like it is true that, oh, we don't have the budget to really explore. It's like, you don't need the budget to explore that. That's just character development.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like they missed really missed an opportunity, to at least to 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 flesh that aspect of his background out with Lex this season,
1: right? Which I I think it might be a bit early to say that because they they killed off Lex. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but if you're listening to this, then I I'm sure you don't really care. <laughs> you <laughs> haven't watched it. Um, but I think they killed him off for for not only the whole like oh and now Connor's going to be um, accused of murder, mm-hmm. which only lasts an episode. I think that was cut off a bit prematurely. Mm-hmm. But I, I I hope that there was a real reason why they did that so that they could go they they could explore it in a more non traditional route. Um, and, but maybe, or maybe they just pull a Titans and they're like, no, that's, we just wanted to get them in the city. And now that they're there, we're going to go in this completely bizarre other direction, especially because we have Sebastian blood just like in the corner, which I forgot. I forgot that Sebastian blood was being played by my, my, my man, Joseph Morgan, oh, yeah. um, who, if you don't know, he 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 can play an awesome villain, Vampire Diaries, y'all, Klaus, Klaus Mikaelson. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if I'm gonna be on board with his character.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think I mean he's he's like he's like the one B. I mean clearly I think episode two makes it very clear that Mother Mayhem is the is the lead villain and well and actually to begin episode two because because Lex dabbling in the in the occult to. Try to uh, cheat death To escape death Yeah this Uh, is all about
1: mother mayhem Which I guess is kind of ironic Because you go in the show thinking Son is going to meet Fathers Mm -hmm. But no this is a whole um, Maternal season Not Mm -hmm. a paternal season (laughs) Yeah yeah Which,
2: (laughs) Which
0: yeah yeah any yeah any anything about your your least favorite character raven other than you know i wonder if you're gonna pull out tri- the whole trigon thing from from the first season again
1: um nope nope don't really she was fine i'm gonna leave it at that I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do anything to piss me off other people did <laughs> um all right. Well, I. on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, as long as it still exists, at Will and Polk, W-I-L-M-P-O-L-K.
1: you can find me on Twitter at SJBELMONT, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And visit our website, www.scenenerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, Geek Out. You're welcome.